More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away pat family it's time for a true look at your world let's get hooked up for pack therapy here's your hosts tim donnelly and graham hill welcome back pack therapy the podcast uh you find it everywhere podcasts can be found please like and subscribe and you're going to want to bookmark this one because we have a pretty darn Impressive, and and, and uh, we're very excited for our next guest, Gary Hahn, voice of the NC State Wolfpack. You can follow him on Twitter at Pack Radio. Uh, Gary, thank you for for taking the time. Um, I'm going to give a quick backstory for those that that maybe are jumping on the bandwagon late. Uh, it's public knowledge that that your decades plus long run as the the voice of the the, the Wolfpack is coming to a close uh, after this run is over and that's become a pretty fun tracking point for this run by NC State. So uh, in addition to, to starting with our appreciation for you joining us here on Pack Therapy, myself and Graham Hill, uh, I'll add this. Uh, do you have like a thank you speech written that you just like fold up at the end of every every second half and go, not today, and put it back in the pocket? No, well, I did have some, uh, some bullet points that I put on my phone. You know, you got that mm-hmm. little notepad that you can put on your iPhone and uh, – so I've I've had that, and I've, I've put it in there since um, I guess it was right after the Louisville game. I don't think I had it for that one. Uh, I really thought NC State had a chance to beat Louisville, <laughs> but after that, I wasn't sure. And if anybody tells you and has come up to you now and said, "Well, I knew on uh, on Sunday before the ACC tournament that the Wolfpack was going to win five games in five days," they're lying because nobody did. I mean, the only people that even remotely believed it. We're in the NC State locker room. It was the players and the coaches, and uh, I, I'm, I'm sure they did because you've got to believe to pull off what they what they did and uh, to, to win, what is it now, nine straight games and hopefully ten on Saturday. Is there anything superstitious that you've done? Are, are, you, are you wearing the same, the, the same gear, the same anything? No, but Coach Keats is real superstitious. In fact, uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. Um, when uh, my mother had a had a fall, I was at Clemson, and I was her caregiver for for two years after she suffered a stroke, and she was living with me. And uh, uh, she fell, and I had to get back to uh, to Raleigh, and she died eight days later. Mm-hmm. But um, I I couldn't do that game. I had to get back. In fact, the medical people said you better be back here by seven o'clock. Uh, because, uh, you know, we don't think your mom is going to live any longer than that. So I hustled back best I could, and then she died uh, eight days later. But uh, uh, it was just um, – it's just been uh, a, a, a kind of a, a surreal-type thing. But I'll tell you a little bit about Coach Keats. Uh, Coach uh, – because Tony Haynes was there by himself and had to do the game, I gave him all of my prep work. Mm-hmm. And I told him, uh, you know, you're going to have to do it. Here's everything you need. Just uh, memorize and, and book and, and do whatever you have to do because he was there pretty much by himself. He had to do the whole broadcast, pregame, halftime, postgame. 
And uh, so Coach Keats normally would do the pregame interview when you got to the arena. When he gets off the bus, you better follow him into the locker room. You sit down, you start to do the uh, the two segments, and then when you're done, you get up and leave. Well, uh, he uh, Coach Keats said, uh, Tony, well, let's do it at the hotel because I know you're under a whole lot of pressure, and this will make it a lot easier on you. Well, NC State ends up winning that game. Well, for the rest of the season, we continue to do the uh, uh, pregame uh, at the, just when he gets to the arena, like like always, because that's the he, you know, that's the way he does it. Well, at the ACC tournament, I mentioned to him, I, I said, uh, you know, it'd be a whole lot easier if we did this thing at the at the hotel, and you're one and zero. And so we started to do it at uh, the last shoot around. Uh, every time NC State would have a, a shoot around. Uh, right before the the game or several hours before the game, that's when we'd sit down and do the interview. We get to Washington, D.C. We're uh, working out in this uh, high school gym, uh, Episcopal High in Arlington, Virginia. Every every morning, the bus leaves at 930 right after the shoot-around uh, on game day. Well, every day was a game day. Uh, we sat down and, and did that, uh, that did that pregame. Once well, NC State keeps winning, so coach <laughs> coach is not going to give it up. And we've been doing it the same way all the way through uh, uh, Dallas, Texas, and now we're going to be doing it the same way in Phoenix. But that's how superstitious he is. Well, I think I speak for all of Wolfpack Nation when I say, you do it the exact same way, okay? Oh, I've got to. I've got to be on that <laughs> bus or I'm going to get unloaded on. I mean, there's no, there's no way, you know, no, no two ways about it. So, yeah, we're going to keep doing it that way because uh, – uh, that that's the way coach wants to do it. You know, he's in charge. Whatever he says goes. Gary Hahn, voice of the NC State Wolfpack, join us on Pack Therapy alongside Tim Donnelly. I'm Graham Hill. Gary, the way I see this interview going is I'm going to let Tim kind of ask, ask you the X's and O's of NC State's run in the tournament. I want to ask more questions about just your career in sports radio because from a very young age, I knew I wanted to work in sports radio, whether it was play-by-play commentary, now here, fortunate enough to be at the fan. And one of the reasons was because of you and Tony Haynes growing up going to NC State football and basketball games. And you might not remember this, but in 2018, I had the privilege of sitting beside you at the Wolfpack Coaches Caravan Tour at the Kenston Country Club. And I knew when you wrote your email on the back of a name tag that it would come up big one day. So thank you for doing this. I just want to ask you, Gary, when did you know that you wanted to have a career in sports radio as a play-by-play commentator? Well, I grew up in western Pennsylvania, about uh, 35, 40 miles northwest uh, of Pittsburgh in uh, uh, the Beaver Falls, New Brighton, Chippewa Township area. And uh, I started about age six, I guess it was, to listen to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And they had two Hall of Fame broadcasters. One was a straight man. One was a wild man. The wild man was Bob Prince. The straight man was Jim Woods. And they had so much fun together on the air. I thought, man, this is the job. This is it. Because all of my relatives worked in factories. They either worked uh, in a, like my dad did in a, uh, in a zinc smelting plant or they worked in a steel mill, or they worked someplace like that, and that didn't appeal to me too much. And so I started to get the bug uh, at a very early age. And by age probably 12 or 13, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be the voice of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, that never worked out. (laughs) But uh, I thought, well, the next best thing would be to uh, be the uh, voice of a major college uh, uh, team. And so I kind of set my sights on that. But if uh, you'd have seen me as a high school senior and listened to me, You'd have just laughed at me. You thought you're you're crazy, you know, with the kind of voice you do. I talked through my nose. Uh, I had a Western Pennsylvania accent. <laughs> it was terrible. 
And uh, somehow I got into Butler University in the radio department. I guess they felt sorry for me or they had a quota (laughs) or something. But I got in there and, um, you know, the Lord gave me some talent and he helped me develop that Mm. talent. And uh, I was sold out to to, um, uh, change my voice. I was sold out to uh, learn how to speak and talk from the, the, the diaphragm and all of that. I took singing lessons. I took speech. I took everything I could do to try and develop my voice. And uh, the Lord's opened up a lot of doors for me. He opened up an incredible door for me to come to NC State. But before that, he opened up some incredible doors as well. But coming to NC State's been the biggest blessing of my uh, broadcasting uh, career. And I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to the Lord Jesus Christ for everything he's done in my life. There's our reminder to sit up straight, Tim. As we I was going to say, I just started thinking about where I'm talking from. It better be the diaphragm. Uh, and I'll use a basketball term. I think they saw potential, right? You're saying they felt sorry for you. I think they, they knew something was in there, and, and, and obviously they were right. Um, which actually leads me to this, right? You've, you've been in the game for a while, and, and if we go back to, to when you were six years old, you've seen you know, every different kind of player. Have you seen anything like the, the phenomenon that is DJ Burns over the last 20 days? Yeah, just once. Uh, only uh, only one other time, and that was when I was at the University of Louisville, and I was the analyst and the engineer uh, for the 1979-1980 University of Louisville basketball team that won the national championship. They had a uh, this team, uh, NC State team, doesn't have it, but they had a mega leader in the name of uh, Daryl Griffith. And then they had some wonderful talent around him, Derek Smith, Wiley Brown, Roger Berkman, Jerry Eves, and I could go on and on. But uh, these guys ended up winning it all. And that was the most together group of people that I've ever seen. And if Daryl Griffith told you to do something, you know, you would go over there and stand on your head and spit quarters. Everybody (laughs) would have done it. But, uh, you know, that's the kind of leader he was. and He was a tremendous player, went on to play many, many years in the NBA. And he was a Skywalker. I mean, other than David Thompson, I've never seen anybody be able to elevate like uh, like Daryl Griffith. But that team had uh, togetherness. These guys loved each other. They would do anything for each other. Uh, they were uh, connected. Uh, this, this team is the closest I've seen to that. Now, this NC State team doesn't have a mega leader, but it's got a whole bunch of veterans. And these guys have played basketball for a long time. They're hungry. And uh, all of a sudden, at the end of the year, uh, you know, things weren't going very good. But they weren't that bad. I mean, they lost four straight games going into the ACC tournament, but they were competitive in all of them. And what you'd, what you'd find was that there was a stretch of about five minutes or seven minutes in the game. It either came in the first half. Most of the time, it came in the second half in the last ten minutes where a couple of things would happen. There'd either be a bunch of breakdowns defensively, or there'd be a, a, a period where NC State just couldn't put the ball in the basket. And that's all it takes when you're playing. I'll tell you, when you're playing ACC games, there's a uh, fine line between winning and losing, and that's all it takes. And these guys weren't that bad. So uh, the, the amazing thing is how quickly they turned it around. Coach Keats told them, you know, this is what you got to do. You guys told me before the, uh, the season started you wanted to win the ACC championship. Well, you're going to have to win five games to do it. And if you do these things, this is what will happen. And all of a sudden, guards weren't blowing by NC State defensively. The ball screen defense was better. You got complimentary scoring. Some guys stepped up big time like Michael O'Connell and Mo Diara. But to, to Mo's defense, I mean, he was, uh, he was already playing pretty well even during those four games. 
but uh, you've got to have guys step up. Ben Middlebrooks, I mean, you could go on and on and on. Everybody just stepped up, and if they weren't contributing offensively, like a Jaden Taylor, uh, he had 28 at Pitt in the last regular season game, but he hadn't given NC State much offensively, uh, uh, and he had an ankle uh, issue mm-hmm. during the ACC tournament. But he's done uh, uh, great things on defense. He's a great on-ball defender, and he's embraced that role. And that's 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 what you've got to have. And that's that's how NC State turned it around. But I still marvel at how quickly uh, they were able to do it. What about the off-the-court stuff? Uh, was was that Louisville team or anything like? DJ Burns, I saw he, he and DJ Horn were at Applebee's, and not only did they pack out the Applebee's, the parking lot, the 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 line wrapped around however long looked like there was a parade in town, and it was fans wanted to to see and, and interact with them. H- have you seen the the I don't know like the it felt like David Cassidy from back in the day or something like did did, did have they hit the uh, the celebrity before in, in anything you've seen? No, even the 1980 Louisville team. Now, when it came back to Louisville, I mean, there was it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they packed Freedom Hall, and uh, there were parades and all of that sort of stuff. But uh, no, nothing, nothing like this. In fact, I just found this out. I was out. I got up at 6 a.m. to to do some yard work because a big tree limb had fallen uh, down in my yard while I was gone. I had to get rid of that. And uh, so I was out there, and neighbor came out. Did, did you see what happened? I only live about a mile away from that Applebee's, <laughs> and uh, they were. T- she was telling me about uh, uh, DJ uh, Burns was there, and there was a big crowd that was circling the restaurant. And I said, "No, I didn't know about that because I've been too busy getting ready for uh, you know three different teams here in the in the final four to to, to call a ball game." But uh, that just blew my mind. But this is a good group of guys. I mean, it really is. These are some really uh, neat personalities, some character people. And uh, DJ Burns, while he's very, very physical on the court and is a tremendous competitor uh, off the court, he's just a big furball. I mean, he's just (laughs) the nicest, softest, uh, most humble, uh, engaging, uh, sweet kind of guy that that you'd ever want to meet. Gary, through going to NC State media availability, media availability this past football season, obviously I see you do your one-on-one pregame interviews with Dave Dorn. It reminds me that you work work really closely with these coaches, both both professionally and personally. I'm curious, what does Kevin Keats mean to you as a, as a friend, as a colleague, and also do you have any unique stories that you would mind sharing with us about Kevin Keats just as a person as you've gotten to know him throughout your career and his career here at NC State? Well, I could tell you, Kevin Keats is the same guy during a four-game losing streak, and he's the same guy now during a nine-game winning streak. That's the amazing thing about Kevin Keats. I think he's got some uh, uh, deep inner faith that everything is going to work out for him and everything is going to work out for what he's trying to do. And, uh, you know, there have been a couple of rough years, but, uh, you know, he's bounced back, and uh, he's the same guy. And I have a lot of respect for that. And just to, to give you some idea about Coach Keats as a person, when my, uh, when my mom died and I was trying to get a car out of Clemson and get back to, uh, to Raleigh, he was talking to me on the telephone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he cares. He cares about people. And uh, he said, you keep me updated on what's going on. So I did. And we texted back and forth during the, uh, the eight days. But um, – uh, the uh, weekend of the last regular season game, uh, the family plot is up there about 35 miles northwest of Pittsburgh. 
and my mom wanted to be buried. She didn't want to be cremated. So basically I flew up on uh, Thursday on my own. I uh, did her, uh, conducted her uh, graveside uh, service on Friday. I took the rent a car back to the airport, went to, to the, uh, met the team bus when they landed at the uh, Pittsburgh airport in the charter uh, terminal and uh, rode the bus down into uh, Pittsburgh, did the game the next night, flew back with the team. My fiance also went with me. Uh, she was right there by the bedside when my mom died. And um, he made that all possible. Uh, he, he made it so that she could, she could fly back with me. And uh, there aren't too many coaches, uh, I don't think, that would do that, but he did. And that, uh, that just shows you the kind of person he is. And um, uh, it, was a, it was definitely a, uh, <laughs> a different kind of weekend that weekend. But I'll always be grateful to him for working that all out because um, if uh, uh, Rhonda and I would have had uh, regular uh, airfare uh, both ways, from uh, Pittsburgh to Raleigh, I think it was going to end up costing us something like twelve hundred bucks, mm. and uh, that was that was just ridiculous. So he he made that happen, and uh, that's uh, that's I think a pretty good example of uh, what you what you get with Kevin Keats. Well, I know we we said as much on air, and the station uh, did did a bunch when when all of that took place. But having you here, I, I would like to pass along the condolences and thoughts and and, and prayers uh, on the passing of your mom, and, and because she's she's popped up a few times in in the conversation, and it's obvious, uh, you know how much she meant to you. So so we want to make sure we we take the time to to do that. Well, I had my mom for almost seventy two years. Not a lot of people can say mm-hmm. that. My mom was pushing ninety five years old when the Lord took her home, and. Uh, you know, I still have periods of, of where I'll just break down and start start crying here at the house, but uh, it's getting it's getting better, and it'll continue to get better as uh, as, as I go along. But I think, you know, I, I truly believe that God, uh, God orchestrates everything. He, he he holds everything together, and everything happens on His timetable. And uh, I just thank Him for the blessing that uh, that this run to the Final Four has been because it's. It's helped me not. Uh, it's 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 been a distraction for me away from my mom, and it's been a wonderful distraction because uh, when you're calling games on radio and all the prep you have to do to get ready for it, it takes up a lot of time, and that's about all you can think about. You're focused on all of that, and I think that's been good for me. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. We'll, we'll play into that distraction a bit here and, and ask the, the, the next one. Um, obviously, with your prep, Zach Eady has to come up in it occasionally. Is 
You've been pouring over the numbers. What 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 is a key to to making that guy not look like the All American that he is uh, on Saturday? Well, I think the first thing you got to do is you got to make sure if he catches it, you try to limit his touches with great uh, ball pressure. But uh, you know he's going to touch the ball. Uh, there's just no you know no way around that. But if he touches it, he better touch it outside the lane because if he t- touches it in deep, it's all over. I mean, uh, it's either going to be a layup or a dunk. Or if he misses a shot, he's going to tip it back in or dunk it back in. So you've got to be able to do that. So the ball pressure defensively has to be very good. And uh, you've got to be physical with him, which I think D.J. Burns will be. But you've got to be physical with him without fouling. And, again, you've got to make sure you kind of root him out so that he doesn't catch it deep. Because I've, I've been watching games. I've watched about four of them. I've got uh, this thing basketball is giving me called uh, Synergy Video Express. I get to I get to kind of get in on it with them, and uh, I can pull down any game after it's played. It doesn't matter if it's NBA game, women, men, uh, you name it. I can pull it down. So I pulled some uh, Purdue games down and been watching, and the teams that have let uh, Edie catch it deep, uh, they don't win. And, uh, of course, you know, there haven't been many losses for Purdue anyway. They've only lost four games. But uh, they're the only, and the only theme I could find in the four was just poor shooting. Uh, 28% from the field in the four losses, and then they haven't been to the foul line as much. Normally they get to the foul line about 25 times a game. And so if you can limit their guard without fouling, keep them off the free throw line, keep Edie uh, outside the lane, and make him work for uh, what he gets, uh, that, I think that's the best scenario for, for NC State. But if you try to double him, which I'm sure the pack will try to do at times, uh, Wisconsin a few times triple team that triple teamed him, and uh, they ended up beating Purdue in the Big Ten uh, uh, tournament 76-75. But since then, Purdue's won four straight. But uh, if you double Zedi, the problem that – or Edie, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem that you have is that you, you've got uh, uh, dead-eye three-point shooters all around the perimeter because Purdue shoots 41% as a team, and that's second best in America. And so, um, you know, Edie's no dummy. He can pass, and uh, he's, he's going he's gonna to get the open man. So that's kind of sort of a pick-your-poison type thing, and uh, we'll see what, uh, what vile NC State decides to, <laughs> to grab on Saturday. Gary Hahn, voice of the Wolfpack, joined us on Pack Therapy. Gary, where there's a Batman, there's always a Robin. And I think it'd only be fair during this interview with you that we bring up your Robin, Tony Haynes, sideline reporter for NC State football, your color analyst for basketball. What's your relationship like with Tony? I mean, I know you spent a lot of time together for work, but how did you guys develop sort of just a friendship where when you guys call games together, work together, it just comes naturally as you guys have known each other for, for many years? Well, Tony was already at Capital Broadcasting when I uh, when I came, and he was doing uh, sportscasts. I think it was in the afternoon on the North Carolina News Network, and uh, they brought me in to do mornings and then uh, do uh, Wolfpack football and basketball. And uh, so for a while, I was actually Tony's supervisor, if you can believe that. Hmm. Uh, Tony's real talented. I can see that right off the bat. He's probably more talented than I am. Uh, but uh, he, I, I could not have asked for a better uh, partner uh, for broadcasting than uh, than Tony Haynes because he uh, is a student of the game. He's a tremendous basketball. I think he's the best basketball analyst on radio in the in the ACC, and he'd be hard to top. You know, if you go all over the country, 
because he's he's locked in. He knows exactly when to come in, how long to speak. Uh, we, you know, we don't uh, we don't talk over each other, uh, and he's been a uh, he's been a good friend. Uh, we used to play uh, uh, more golf together. Tony doesn't play much golf now. He w- he was an excellent junior golfer, and uh, if he if he would set his mind to it again, he could be scratch. I mean, that's how good he is. But uh, and I'm not very good, so he had to put up with that. But uh, it's been it's been a good run, and I couldn't have asked for a better uh, d- teammate on football to do sidelines. I couldn't have asked for a better analyst than Johnny Evans. Johnny's one of my personal heroes, and it has nothing to do with. Uh, football has uh, everything to do with uh, who he is and um, uh, his his faith in the Lord. So uh, I've just been I've just been blessed. Howard Baum has been the statistician for my entire 34 years. He's been amazing. Howard's 89. He's slowing down a little bit, but in his prime, I'm telling you, there is nobody better, nobody better than doing stats. He used to come up with all the things that you're seeing on the crawl now on television, all of it. And uh, I, I knew right away when I got to Raleigh that uh, and uh, he, he did like I think it was after the first football game. I said, somehow I've got to get because he was passing me notes and sometimes they were a little too late. And I, I told the engineer, I said, can you figure out a way so that he can talk to me in my right ear and I can hear me in the left ear? And so he brought it about. And I told Howard, I said, now, you can't give me war and peace now. you got to give me short little things here because I can't listen to you and talk at the same time. No human being can do that. But he got the hang of it. And, uh, I mean, he's given, he's given our broadcast such a boost with uh, information that it's, uh, I mean, it's not funny. He's just been great. Francis Combs has been a wonderful friend uh, and my spotter. He's uh, saved me uh, from many mistakes. And uh, David Modlin's been our producer engineer for a long time. Before that, it was Rob Deacon. And uh, I'm trying to think there was one other fella in there some, somewhere, but not, not for very long. But it's just been a, a marvelous team. I don't try to do their job, and they don't try to do mine. And I just, I just I'm kind of the ringmaster in football, and um, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, I know Tony's got some incredible information. The listeners need to know it. And so um, I try to back off as much as I can and still be descriptive. As if we needed another reason to be jealous of Tony, right? He gets to work with all the people you just mentioned, see all the, the great runs that, that you've both been a part of, to also know he could be a scratch golfer. I mean, it's just, just throwing throwing a little extra on there, a little icing on the cake. Um, Gary, we, we appreciate you for taking the time. I know that, that all of your prep is, is uh, extensive uh, during an NCAA tournament run. Uh, last question for you. I don't know if you read there, – there's an article in the Washington Post that hints at this, and obviously uh, there's, there's uh, you know, the, the conversations that surround a run like this. W- what's your response to people that say the, the, the run to the Final Four this year is lucky? Because, uh, you know, there is, oh, some, no. there is some of that, but, but all right, I, already, I already hear you jumping in, so I'm going I'm to get out of the way, lay back, as they say, and, and let the legend take it. No, no, no. These guys have earned it. Now, do you have to have a few breaks during the way? Uh, yeah, and NC State had a had a big break in the Virginia game. I mean, uh, basically, you've got Virginia's best free throw shooter going to the line. He's like 89%, and he doesn't uh, miss one, but he misses two. Now, there's something called game pressure there, and there's also something that uh, that has been bugging Virginia all year. Their fans have been all over them about their poor team free throw shooting. 
Well, you don't think that's going through the head of this guy with the game on the line? Probably is. Anyway, he misses two. Pat gets the ball. Morsell gets it up the left sideline to O'Connell. And I know he was just trying to get it to the basket and give it a chance because, it was, you know, uh, uh, McNeely almost got, got there and blocked the shot. I mean, it was very, very close. He just got it away. Uh, he banked it in. It was incredible. NC State goes to overtime and just wipes Virginia out in the next five minutes. Well, you've still got to make the basket. You've still got to have those things happen. So, no, this isn't, uh, this, <laughs> this isn't luck. These guys are playing good basketball. You, you realize that the last six opponents, NC State has – this just shows you the defensive improvement. Uh, that NC State's held the last six opponents to less than 40% shooting from the field and 69 points. Now, that's good defense. And NC State offensively, I think, during this nine-game winning streak is shooting 48% from the field and averaging almost 80 points a game. I think it's 79 points something. And so that's improvement. I mean, that's not luck. That's people getting better and stepping up. And, uh, you know, this is a team that's been playing under tremendous pressure night after night after night. It's either win or go home. Pressure doesn't bother these guys anymore. It really doesn't. Now, this is a big stage, but last weekend was a big stage. The weekend before that in Pittsburgh was a big stage. These guys keep playing the same way. And if they play the same way, they've got a chance. I'm not, I'm not going to discount NC State in the Final Four. I won't do it because I've seen it up close and personal. I know what's going on, and um, I know the, the team synergy. I know the poise that these guys have played with. I know the mental and physical toughness that they've had. You can't win five straight games against top-flight competition in the ACC and not be in the greatest shape physically. I mean, you just can't do it. But during those games, NC State in the second half looked like the fresher team almost every game. And that, that's incredible. That's not luck. That's not luck. That, it that... just doesn't happen, you know. It, uh, NC State has earned every bit of what it's, uh, what it's received so far. I was hoping you had the perfect answer for that question, and you did. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, real quickly, I know you have a plane to catch, but again, the commentator in me just has to know this, and this is going to be probably a tough question for you to narrow down with your career that you've had at NC State of Grana. Again, a phenomenal one. Favorite call that you've ever had in NC State, either football or bat- – we'll, we'll stick with basketball since this is we're focusing on the Final Four. Favorite call that you've made for an NC State basketball game? Oh, man. Jeez. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, the only one I can remember right now, because I've, I've got a bad long-term memory, but a really great short-term memory, which <laughs> you have to have to do radio because you got to flush, you know, the last opponent and learn everything new again. Uh, there are some some people come up to me sometimes, you you remember uh, the, the, this, the, this <laughs> game? I don't even remember hardly being there. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, that's the way my mind works. So I, I'd have to say probably the uh, Michael O'Connell uh, mm-hmm. banked in three at the NC, uh, the ACC tournament against uh, against Virginia, because that's the that's the last big one, and then the end of the uh, Carolina game to win the ACC championship. Uh, that was a, I thought that was a pretty good call, and so those are those are two of them. And this this run to the Final Four is uh, number one on my list. I mean, there's been some other wonderful moments. Uh, NC State beating UConn when it hadn't gone to the Sweet 16 forever. Uh, that was big. Um, Philip Rivers and uh, um, Thunder Dan, 
uh, beaten Notre Dame uh, in the uh, Gator Bowl in what was it, 2003 or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was that was huge. Uh, there have been some uh, some other moments, and there have been a few games that uh, I just happen to remember uh, that I thought were very good because they went right down to the last play. And one of them was over in Duke in 1991. NC State scores to go up. I think it was like 35 to 32 or something like that. But there's only time for the kickoff. NC State kicks off to this Duke uh, player named Brad Breedlove. He starts bringing it up the field. He he goes to the right. He makes a miss. He goes back to the left. He makes a miss. There's only one guy that has a, uh, that has got a shot at him, and that's this little puny kicker that we've got called Mark Faubel. And fortunately, he had enough brains to know that if he, he got the angle on him, he could force him out of bounds, the game would be over. And that's exactly what happened. And he forced him out somewhere, I think it was inside the 15-yard line, and the clock had already gone to zero. Now, that's an incredible football game. <laughs> I don't care who you are, and I still remember that one. So, uh, you know, there, there are bits and pieces here, but uh, it's just been a marvelous 34-year run. It's been the greatest professional blessing in my life. And uh, I'm going to miss uh, being on the air. I, I'm not going to kid you there. I'm, I'm going to because I love being on the air, and I probably always will love being on the air. But I want to I want to go when I still have my skills, and uh, the prep work that you have to do is getting harder for me to do, and it's taking longer, and it's become a job. And uh, I'd never th- thought that this uh, this would this job would become a job, but. Uh, you know, and take trying to take care of my mom and do this job too. Uh, that was a real juggling act. I'd be up until one o'clock in the morning most mornings, uh, trying to get ready for the next game. Sometimes two o'clock, and then I'd have to get mom up if she had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and then I'd try to go back to sleep again. And uh, so I'm just kind of I'm just kind of worn out. But um, I got a lot to do here in uh, retirement. I'm probably going to be slammed for the next uh, couple of years. I'm getting married in August. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things are happening for me, and um, I'm uh, I'm not I'm not sad to be leaving. I don't think the last broadcast, the last couple of minutes, I'm going to be balling on the air or anything like that, because I've been ready for this since I announced my retirement in uh, October. But um, you know, 34 years is a good run, and to end it like this, it's just uh, it's just unforgettable. So I just I just thank the Lord for all of it. Well, congratulations on the on the upcoming wedding and. Uh, I'll make this standing offer from the Pack Therapy podcast. If you ever need to scratch that that itch and talk some talk some NC State uh, sports, the, our, our our phone lines will always be open for you because uh, I know you said your long term memory maybe not what what uh, what we might hope it is, but uh, then you went into citing a kicker's name from a bunch of years ago. So I think you were sandbagging us a little bit there. Uh, we, we have a, a standing invitation. This was great. Uh, good luck on the call. Hopefully, there's two more games for you before you. Uh, you, you you call it a, a career with the Wolf Pack, but uh, this was great for Graham and I, and we really appreciate your time. Thank you, Gary. Well, the, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Graham, and uh, appreciate you. And uh, um, I don't know what's going to happen this weekend, but uh, I know that I'm not going to discount the pack. They there got a is. shot. There it is. Thanks. You bet. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.